0: RPG Lessons Learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. We're at RPGLL Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Podcast at gmail.com. And check us out online at RPGLessonsLearned.com. Welcome to RPG Lessons Learned, the podcast where you can learn from our mistakes. Hey, Brian.
1: Hey, Dusty. How's it going?
0: I can't complain. Mike, how are you?
1: Good, Dusty. How are you? It's all good. Good.
0: All right, so today we are following up and talking about our second East
1: Texas University game.
0: Brian, is, is ETU a state university?
1: I, I Apparently, I think so.
0: <laughs> um, I've been mean, giving Brian a hard time. When he tweeted about it and put the last episode out, he named it ETSU.
1: You know, I like the sound of that better. They yeah. should go back
2: and change it. I, I'm still doubling down that Tad Boston would not go to a state college. That is not the education for a guy whose dad owns a dealership.
0: I don't get the difference. <laughs> us either
2: i don't either i just in my mind for 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 folks who get wound up about state college and private college the people who would
0: i think i think mike's only point is that his character tad is that 80s yes snob
2: yes like
0: uh the guy from the lost boys craig whatever his name is his character and and some kind of wonderful that's tad (laughs) bustin
2: Yes, he, he would literally, absolutely so get wound a sweater up. sweater tied your Yes, neck. yes. In fact, I think if I remember the... Oh, wait, no, he didn't. I, when I was creating his character, I had to choose between the picture I used and a picture of a guy with a sweater tied around his neck, and I chose the guy without the sweater because oh. he had better hair and teeth.
0: <laughs> All right. So we're following up. Last episode, we, we, we rated the game pretty low, right out of the gate. Follow-up um, session two of our East Texas University campaign. Give me your numeric ratings, 1 to 10, for the session.
2: Okay. Do we want to, do we want to, oh, no. I'll say say seven. Seven.
0: Wow, so seven's all around.
2: Yeah, and I
1: rated the last game a seven as well. Did you? Yeah.
0: Okay. So uh, is the average score up? I should have looked into what, yes, what is. the scores last time. It was six hard. and
1: a seven. Now it's a seven and a seven. Okay,
0: so average score is up. Um, talk to me about, I thought it was lower than that.
2: Mm-mm. You might be thinking of the Turtles game, oh, I, which we recorded.
1: Oh yes, I was. Yeah, I thought you were. I thought you were like a three. I, I edited the Turtles game yesterday, so that's what was on top, what was top of mind. So, never mind. Yeah,
0: yeah you were like a three, and you yeah. were a six.
1: That sounds so. Bri- about, sorry, and I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking
0: at the guys as I say that. Brian was a three. Yeah, what's
1: well, a seven now, buddy? <laughs> and, and Mike was a six. It's a seven now, buddy.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we have gone up. Yes, we, we've totally gone up. That's great. Yep what is your is if if you could say nothing else what's the one point you really want to get off your chest about this game so brian let's start with you what's the one thing you want to say about this session
1: so the challenge wasn't wasn't technical this time the challenge was one specific um quest or one specific uh challenge that we had to overcome in the game just it was just hard to figure it out and in talking about the game before we started recording i finally figured out why which I guess we'll get into. Uh, I mean,
0: this is your elevator pitch. Tell tell us now.
1: So there was this one really awkward um, quest that we had to do to get the vessel of a god or the cup of a god. And we ended up, you know, having to debate back and forth. And I said, well, how about, uh, like, um, the word I can't think of, it's um, communion. So I had to figure out to get, like, uh, a communion cup from, like, a local Catholic church where the blood of Christ had been, you know, transubstantiated from grape juice. So,
0: so what made that, was it the religiosity of it that got you wrapped around the axle, or was it just the narrowness of your objective?
1: The narrowness of the objective, and apparently there's an actual vessel of Neptune or something that exists <laughs> at school that we hadn't, like, if we were really there at the school, we would probably know that, but characters living in the real, people living in the real world having to, like, just understand this game through you, the the GM... There's no way we'd have known that.
0: I'm torn on that's a really interesting point that I'm torn on. Okay, let's let's move on to to Mike's elevator pitch for what 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 point do you want to make about the session?
2: Um so I would say fun scavenger hunt cuz I like scavenger hunt quests. I, I like You know, it it kind of felt like an old Sierra game where I have to go around the different locations and and click on stuff on the map until it registers. But then you get into that whole gamer brain where you're literally just clicking on random things, trying to solve the puzzle. Um, So part of me loves that. Part of me hates that. Uh, It doesn't work as well in RPGs, but it still scratches that itch for me. So that's why I kind of tend towards liking it. Um, Very combat-like and... I'm still trying to figure out with the overall campaign if that's a positive or a negative. So, in in comparing it to my previous uh, Savage Worlds games, I'm kind of liking Savage Worlds being combat light because the combat heavy heavy Savage Worlds we played previously at, at, the, at the con I wasn't crazy about.
0: Interesting. Do that. The combat was maybe a little too much.
2: No, I felt like it was about right in this oh, game. Okay. Yeah, in this game, yeah, it's about right.
1: Okay, got it.
2: Sorry, maybe I should clarify. In the con game, I think combat was, was a little too heavy. much. The, gu- the Gummy Bears game. The Gummy Bears game. Yep.
0: But in this game, even though we had a way more combat than last time, yep. you thought it was handled much better. Yes. Okay. All right, let's jump into the, the actual show notes. So, audio issues. Last time we talked about this campaign, so we highlighted the fact that we are doing this 100% online. Um just to, to to jump in and, and do the online thing and have experience that we can really talk about online. So first session, we had a lot of audio issues. I had a lot of audio issues. This time around, I had a headset. I had a USB um, headset microphone thing. And even though it was pretty low quality, it was like 20 bucks, um, it really changed things. It really improved my audio. And then what else did we do differently with for audio?
2: Um, I think we tried to be a little more... Um a little more uh, mindful of outside noise. Yeah, there were still some some outside noise issues overall, but I think as a group we focused more on trying to limit limit those outside uh, interruptions and that that just static noise that you get from like TVs and
0: I pets. did actually lock my door
2: and kids. Like, like,
0: like the, so <laughs> yeah, the, the door to our master bedroom I actually locked it because that's where I had the table set up with the computer and all that. So it's one of the few locking doors in the house. So I I locked that to, I love my six-year-old, I I don't want to talk too much about locking her out of rooms, but I kept her out of the game for a couple hours.
1: So from this, since we're talking about technical issues, didn't you say that you destroyed your laptop? I fixed it. Okay. Oh, good. So I I got it back to work. So Thursday when we play, you'll be able to... (laughs)
0: Yes, I will be able to. I, I got that up and working, and I got the actual decent microphone that you gifted me, working
1: awesome okay so
0: i'll be using the 20 dollars headphones for audio but then i'll be using i'll be using the microphone for my actual voice i mean
1: honestly the headphones and the microphone are fine for the game like that microphone is really more like since you have a headset that that's probably more for a podcast or something that you wanted to record at home i wouldn't worry too much about it
0: okay we'll see how it goes um but audio much improved from last time just by mindfulness some equipment and locking some doors. And we
1: had a listener, uh, somebody who found the game or the the podcast from me mentioning East Texas State University. No, no, uh, no. Oh, no. Uh, on Twitter, did you do uh,
0: state on purpose, or did you? Were you trying to get it right just now?
1: I was trying. I was joking.
0: Okay, Make it
1: sure. So, but uh, they found it um, on Twitter, and they listened because uh, of the East Texas University game, and they suggested using Discord next time. Now, which I'm,
0: we mentioned, we mentioned Discord when we talked about audio. Um, you were kind of against it. I, but I he, he, if he, if it's got push to talk, yeah. And, I, and this listener says it's got push to talk.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have it. I, I've used it since since then on another podcast I was on as a guest, and I didn't hate it. The sound quality is great, and I like the push to talk. I'm not going to replace Skype with it on my podcast yet, but uh, if I can get. Um, if so do, not on
0: the podcast, but for the game.
1: For the game. It's good. I think the game will be fine. And the push to talk feature is going to be when. Okay. So I like if, that.
2: if we are playing again this Thursday, you know, talking in real time, not for delayed podcast recording and playback, when do we need to get the word out that we want to try this new platform?
1: We, we need probably be like send an email thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't even know anything about Discord, so I have to figure that out. It's easy.
1: It's easy. It's super
2: easy.
0: Okay. I it, think
1: you'll it's have your no problem. Speak. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. All right. I'll, I'll download that. So the microphone, the locked door, the headset, it, things that you need to invest in before you can seriously play online. And just that little bit of investment took the game from being hopelessly derailed by terrible audio to being very playable. Yep. All right. The story. Let's talk about the story of the game. So my idea for this campaign, by the way, for this East Texas University campaign is to run a bunch of one-page adventures that that Pinnacle Entertainment puts out, and they call them one-sheets. And there are six of them that I'm aware of for, for East Texas University. And I, I downloaded all six, and I, I kind of chose one for every semester for your first three years of school. And then senior year, we're just going to wing it, or I'm just going to wing it and, and, and cobble something together out of all the threads that we've drawn. So... What we ran the first time we played was the one sheet called Jack's Back. This time, we were playing a one sheet literally called, Mike, Scavenger Hunt. You use the word scavenger oh. hunt.
1: The, <laughs> one, the one
0: sheet is literally called scavenger hunt because nice. I don't, don't want to get too much into the plot of, of the story, too much, although it's kind of hard not to spoil a one sheet adventure. It's a it's, a, it's an awesome little adventure. I'm about to, to complain about it, but don't misinterpret me. Don't misinterpret what I'm about to say. I am not complaining about Thomas Shuke uh, about their work authoring this because th- this is a really good adventure seed and it's really well thought out. What I'm going to make fun of is is the prep I did around it. I did not adequately prep. And Brian, the point you made about Poseidon's cup is exactly what I was going to talk about.
1: So, when I said there's no way we could know that, that's not true. We like we could have asked, "Hey, Maggie, do you have any idea what that we're was, talk-
0: that'd be so awkward and weird? Yeah. That would
1: be. yeah,
0: so here's the dilemma I face as a GM in trying to implement this adventure, which is a, a great well-written adventure. It's short, it's sweet, it's got some bad guys, it's got a quest it's it's a lot for for a, a, a two page you know one sheet of paper front and back adventure. The issue is the things that this main NPC are asking for for help, they're kind of all over the place. You know, it, it's some art supplies. It's it's a, it's a specific part of a specific animal. I don't want to ruin that. I mean, you know, check out the one sheet. It's free. Uh, Peg Inc. com, Pinnacle Entertainment Group, Incorporated. com. So, Peg Inc. But this one thing, it was supposed to be the drinking cup of a god. And I told you, yeah, Maggie needs some art supplies. Maggie needs a part of an animal. And then Maggie also needs the drinking vessel of a god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and in the adventure, there is this uh cup this trophy called poseidon's cup that the swim team has just won and i could not this here's the dilemma i could not figure out a good way to introduce that without being totally ham-fisted like yeah. and and you guys you didn't say hey maggie do you know of a drinking vessel of a god on campus and even if you had i'm looking at this one sheet and i'm like i ah, i can't think of a, of a graceful way to do this I mean, how is, I mean, is GM, do I just get as blatant as casually mentioning? Oh, you know, make a knowledge roll, Tad. <laughs> oh, you, you nailed it. You've you, you recently heard that the swim team won this trophy
2: called Poseidon's, Poseidon's Cup. Oh, well, that's obviously where I should go. So, yeah.
0: I, and we were having so much more fun Yeah, with having you guys, I mean, for, for the art supplies, you were like, all right, that's great. Let's go to the art building for the part of an animal. You did some mental gymnastics to figure out where to go. So for the drinking cup of a god, I thought, you know, I'm just gonna let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see what what these guys come up with instead of introducing the complete MacGuffin of Poseidon's cup.
1: Yeah, my but wa-
0: but you, you but you didn't like that.
1: No, so uh, I suggested that uh, we go to a local church and partake in communion
2: which i love that suggestion and i loved even more that you were like well this is a small town so probably the only catholic church is going to be like the the spanish catholic church yeah it's like a small protestant town and then we had this back and forth with the priest who who had a limited grasp on english and and i thought that worked
1: out very well i had a lot of fun with that That was a lot of fun but you did a lot
0: of verisimilitude with that
1: yeah uh my wife said after the after the game was over and I walked back into the living room where she was which is adjacent to my office she said you kept talking about drinking the blood of Christ what <laughs> were what you guys doing in there
0: yeah we're playing up to all the worst tropes about RPGs yeah. and, and Satanism um,
1: <laughs> is,
2: is
0: there a point to make here about religion and games did we go too far was anyone uncomfortable do you think
1: I was very uncomfortable were you no <laughs> okay I thought you were being genuine Brian I'm never genuine
2: I I think for for I think this is a a group type thing, right? I think since we were in the group we were in and we knew kind of each other's temperature and flavor about these things, there was no issue in our group. Could I, that potentially turn oh, yeah, into an I, issue?
0: I would have yeah. I, I hand waved it. I'd have been like, great call. That totally works. Yeah. On to the next part of the game. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, moving on. But but we lingered on it a bit because you guys were debating whether or not that would work. I was frankly debating whether or not I was going to allow it to work. Yeah. Um. The main reason I was debating it, actually, Brian, it was was an, it was again verisimilitude. Yeah. So my, my role as a, as a GM is trying to make things feel real. Okay. Small <laughs> Texas town. Yeah. Southern Baptist convention. <laughs> finding a Catholic church. It's probably going to be, you know, a, a Mexican American church. Yep. So Brian's character had professed earlier in the game not to believe in God
1: or any supernatural or any supernatural thing. whatsoever. Yeah. So you challenged me like, when did your character, character
0: Yeah, was like it was like, "Okay, so your character thinks this is the drinking vessel of God after you just said?" Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the interesting part for me that I let play out.
1: And I I don't did I phrase it that basically Maggie would believe that it's real and that was good enough for me like in my head that's sort of the way that i, I was. made you make a check yeah, to, yeah.
0: To, to, i forgot what the stat was i don't know it doesn't matter i made you make a check to see how if you could if you could be sincere enough about it and you made the check so we we, we totally allowed it
2: i i think from a game building perspective right i i think what this adventure was missing is kind of kind of back to the point i was making that that in a scavenger hunt game you almost do have to treat it like an old an old LucasArts or an old sierra game where you have to put the player in a setting and then within that setting have the series of clues to have them get to the item of the scavenger hunt if you put them in the setting and then they miss the clue to get to the item that's kind of on the player's fault if you're in a scavenger hunt and you're not giving them those settings, then you fall into a trap like that where you either just have to give them the answer or you have to hand wave the solutions.
0: But I kinda loved what happened. So here's the tension, right? Yeah. Brian doesn't like it. And and Brian, if you had to sum up in one word why you didn't like it, would the word be rabbit hole?
1: Yeah. Is maybe. rabbit hole two words? No, it's, well, yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: Okay. If you had to sum up in two words, would the two words be rabbit hole?
1: They would that would be uh that would be one of the first two words
0: i thought obvious. all right so rabbit hole meaning we spent too long on this
1: and yeah and the fact that it just even though we had a grand time RPing it i was worried that it wasn't going to succeed and if it didn't succeed we didn't have time to do something else yeah i had a plan for that okay
0: yeah I, so if you didn't succeed i'll just tell you you were gonna fight a demon instead of merely the geists. I was oh. going to have an actual oh, wow. demon show up. Oh, that would have been fun. And combat was going to be a lot harder. like, wow. like the, the thing she was trying to stop, if you failed to stop it, it was going to happen, and you were going to have to take on a full-fledged demon. And actually, if, if that had happened, I was going to leave the session there, and then the next time pick up with fighting the demon. Awesome. Okay. So, so I had a plan if hmm. you failed.
1: Okay. Okay, good. So
0: it, when, when I say I made you make a check, I had a plan for you failing the checks. You would have failed forward.
1: So Mike is exactly right. I love the idea of a scavenger hunt, and I'm not saying we do it in this game, but if we have a modern setting again, one of my favorite tropes from MASH and a lot of other shows are trading episodes (laughs) where you have to start off with like in MASH, they might need penicillin because they're out and they know that the North Vietnamese have it. So they start off with a ballpoint pen and keep trading it for something that somebody needs until they have penicillin at the end.
0: Ooh, a trading episode. I thought you said a training. Tr- trading. Trading. Trading episode. Yeah. Yeah. That could be really fun.
1: That could be a lot of fun. That, that could be. That could be RP heavy. I don't, know how, that to, could I don't go know how to
0: drive that from a GM. I don't know how to prep for that.
1: I was going to say, that could go way off the rails. Well,
0: and the issue with prepping that is if there's only one path through that chain.
2: That's the there's thing. There's not. And, there and can't you, be.
0: And you've got to find the right path. Then, ugh, that's the worst kind of game is trying to find the one solution the GM's laid out, especially if it's multi-step. So, I mean, yep.
1: so basically, you think about this. So, like, if the solution was... We need um, the diamond around somebody's neck. And to do that, they need $10,000. So we could would have to figure out... Like, I know somebody. Like, you've seen the TV shows where people, like, start off with a ballpoint pen at the end. They have, like, a motorboat. I know somebody that does that. He literally started off with, like, a beater car that didn't run. And he ended up trading that for, like, a steamroller. Who, and... Or a streamroller and like fifty dollars, and in the end, he got like a really nice like racing boat because he just knows how to wheel and deal, and it's just finding people who need things. And in a town full of people, we could figure out a way to RP ourselves into finding people who need things.
2: Right, but as a GM, Dusty's got to have I some know. sort of hierarchy he can build around that.
1: And that's what I'm saying. Not necessarily. So, like, if you know, say that. I wind up with there's pawn shops, there are car dealerships. Um, like I've heard of people going to a car dealership and if like if somebody needed a car, uh, just making a trade. Like I have this boat. Okay, well, you know I'd really like to have a boat. I'll trade you this 1978 Gremlin for that boat. Okay, I think there are ways. I think there are ways that we I can could, improvise that,
0: a, like a fourth edition skill challenge, where. You know, we'll we'll flavor it as we go. and We'll figure out where you're going, where you might trade stuff. But ultimately, it would come down to a roll. And if you succeed on four rolls before you fail on three, then you get what you want.
1: Yeah, that's even better.
0: So every success brings you closer to to succeeding and every failure brings you closer. So if you fail three times, okay, nope, sorry. You're left with some chewing gum and a handful of lint.
2: Now you have to fight the demon. (laughs) Now, Now
0: you have to fight the demon. Okay, that, that's interesting feedback, Brian. So that, that feels more like a rabbit hole, though. That feels like more of a rabbit hole. I, but yeah. I th-
1: it's a rabbit hole. The best part of that was the RPing, and we like RPing.
0: We but did. you didn't like RPing with the same Mexican-American priest.
1: No, it wasn't that. It was the fact that I, was a f- I, I had genuine tension. I felt genuine tension that it wasn't going to work and that we were going to fail because of it.
0: Dude, that's that's me succeeding. Well, I know, I know. But <laughs> if, if you felt genuine tension, no, 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 but you can't take me to task no, for no, 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 that. No, no, All no, no. All I heard it, was, great job, Dusty.
1: No, no, no. The genuine tension was based on the fact that there was a predefined time limit. So I knew we had three hours or two hours or whatever uh, it was, and there was a clock.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, we should talk about that. That's not in the adventure, I don't think. Um, I was actually, everything you did, I was like, okay, this takes about 45 minutes of your three-hour clock. Yeah. And I was making you – in because I learned the lesson from that first Jack's Back thing. Not to let us just where roam. You, yeah, you, invest, you You investigated his ex-wife. You went and talked to his old boss.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I no, really was learned, smart.
0: I tried to learn the lesson of saying, this takes time, and you don't have that much of it.
1: I, and but, to, but Brian, to your point
0: but, – uh, But when okay. I set up that trap, I had a way out of it, which is if you fail, fine, cool, but a demon shows up.
1: Yeah, and that would have been fine. I just – I don't know. I didn't see that as – Getting into it, I didn't see that as an eventuality.
0: So, what could I do to make you more comfortable as a player next time? Like, let you know...
1: Should I I be more comfortable? I don't know. Why should I be?
0: Again, I'm hearing that this was... If
1: you felt tension... I gave the game a seven. If you felt dramatic
0: tension, then I'm good with what happened. Yeah, I
1: gave the game a seven. All right, fair enough.
0: Let's move on from that. (laughs) Let's talk about combat, Mike. Yep. So, for the combat, there were these geists that were trying to stop you from helping her stop the god it's complicated for one Um there there were these things these ghosts these poltergeists basically that were interfering with you yep and you had to take them on what did you what did you think about that combat
2: i thought it was uh i thought it was probably one of the more unique uh combat mechanics we've encountered in a while right there was there was a real division of labor of fighting the geists protecting maggie and then you know having having to make that decision of do i actively fight this thing or do i dedicate resources to, to try and protect maggie because there was there was a real consequence you know obviously if maggie kept taking damage and she like got knocked out you know that yeah you were given real signals that something bad would happen and that we had to dedicate resources to that Yeah,
0: if she if, if she you got attacked a few times and i said if, if she takes a wound she's going to fail the ceremony yep and and, and the demon would have showed up so i knew that but but so great. So that worked out. So I had the guys alternating between attacking you and attacking her. My favorite, oh, no, moment was from before you were even back in the gym with her. And you just showed up at the at the gym complex to, to even enter the building. And the guys first showed up. And I let you perceive two of them heading toward the basketball court where she was. Yep. And that was a big, oh, no, we have to finish this fight right now and go help her.
2: Yep. 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 That yep. was
0: one of my favorite moments of the whole
2: game. I thought that really worked. It was it was definitely combat light, but I didn't say that as a negative thing. I think it definitely worked out so well what was, for this game.
1: What was the mechanic that we used in actually fighting the guys? At the time, it felt it, there, were, there were attack rolls. Yeah, but I mean, like they we couldn't see them, so they're poltergeists. guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, did we directly attack what we thought we saw, or was it? If I remember correctly, it was, we saw them interacting with, uh, yeah,
0: I let them show up. Like I, I let you be able to perceive them once they attacked you.
1: Yeah. We, we punched those things in the face. Yes. Okay. There is just something, something about it at the time. Maybe it was the way that we initially engaged them.
0: I described them as shadows. Remember?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think my thought was it was just fortuitous that we could just punch and kick. And get and 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 have real impact on them. You know,
0: that's the part that was weird for me. Is so these guys were mooks. In Savage World terms, they were mooks, which means they had one wound. Yeah. So you get you get one shaken, boom, they're gone. Um and you guys were the first time you took one out, I was like, hmm considering this is a friggin' poltergeist, that was really easy.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: So is that is that the feeling you're trying to capture, Brian? So
1: yeah, so it's like, kinda like in, in a movie when there there's this a uh, very contrived way of a, or a video game, a very contrived way that you have to uh, either for the... Um, do you guys play the Transformers game uh, by Platinum? No. no. Okay, so there's when you fight Megatron, uh, you have to play Bumblebee, and you can't do crap against Megatron because you're Bumblebee. <laughs> but Optimus Prime is trying to shoot Megatron, uh, and... <laughs> how you help him is you have to run in and bump into Megatron. So he drops his shields so the Optimus Prime can shoot him. And it's kind of awkward and it just feels a little bit off. I think, like, just being able to punch and kick a poltergeist to me at the time yeah. just didn't feel like how... If a poltergeist showed up, I would I would You'd have punch to... Punch it in the face. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to punch it in the face. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't... In hindsight, there's no other thing that we could have done. Right. But at the time, it just... Initially, it just felt a little off. So. I, I,
2: I definitely agree with you on that. And I think I think what helped pull it off is that when we first encountered the shadows, one was, like, charging at me. And I think I said, I, like, brace for, like, impact. And then it, like, took a swing at me and missed. And then I was like, oh, well, punch it in the face. And then it worked. And then I, I remember in-game, in-character, telling your characters, like, hey, punch this thing in the face. It feels pain or something like that.
1: Yeah. Which met the rules yeah yeah i guess that would feel more natural to me if it was like an orc or a nerd or something <laughs> like that
0: well let me quote the adventure itself in this encounter they are more or less solid beings
1: okay i didn't know that
0: yep um, and I, I, I didn't i didn't telegraph that either um i liked i liked the way we played it i liked that they were weird and i was really playing up the supernatural because for me and i'm skipping ahead a bit in the show notes but oh well who cares for me, the crux of your freshman year of the first of of your fall semester session, and then this was the spring semester session, the crux of your freshman year was to was to have the realization that the supernatural is real, yeah, the jacks back thing you could debate it right because were the kids just sick? was it a case of mono like you you never saw anything directly supernatural, but in this one, you fought poltergeists you watch you you watched Maggie channel actual magic yeah close an actual rift. So, as far as I'm concerned where we to uh, so the dr- dramaticness of that, <laughs> I wanted to keep the poltergeist supernatural, but then yeah, it was just so easy to punch them in the I face. Know, I got to also say, yeah. uh, I got also I don't know say, what I could have done better there. Maybe maybe make you guys dip your hands in holy water or find I, an nth metal set of brass I mean, knuckles.
1: I I could have been exposed to LSD or something. I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: so hey, we're not RPing now. Yeah. <laughs> In the story of the campaign, freshman year is about realizing that it's real, and then it's going to be, It's gonna be, uh, what we all agreed to is that we were going kind of a Goonies route or a Monster Squad route, where by the time Act 3 rolls around, or e- even, even uh, Lost Boys, by the time Act 3 rolls around, you guys are large and in charge and, and ready to take on, you've learned enough about the supernatural, and you're ready to take it on. And
1: you know what the most important thing was? what's that maggie left with me mm. oh
0: let's talk about mm. tad and alex mm. so last podcast you two talked about how you need to be bros yep but then as an npc character with me <laughs> role-playing her <laughs> that's all it took to break your characters right back up was was what, which one of you she likes more
2: yeah it's yeah, a little weird.
0: haven't been to college though it feels pretty real no it
2: feels no (laughs) and i think that's what we're
1: trying to do but yes i I still want our characters to be bros explaining this to my wife (laughs) after the game was really weird
0: yeah you two are both flirting with me yes
2: (laughs) (laughs) i have not explained that to liz and i I don't think i am now (laughs) isn't rp
0: such a weird hobby where i say those words now right like you guys are flirting with me i could say that now but at the time it didn't feel that way I think of maggie as this other entity yeah you guys think of tad and alex as these other entities yep. and maggie's other entity and they exist in their own world and we're just telling their story yeah and i guess what we're what what, what i want to touch on about this moment for the people listening at home is rp in the wrong light especially in front of an of an audience of someone who just kind of is passing through the kitchen where you're playing or whatever <laughs> is so awkward and weird out of context but in context, when everyone at the table gets that you're collaborating on a story, it didn't feel awkward at all no, at it moment, didn't. did it? No, it didn't at all. No, it
2: feels real. I mean, it, it feels like a story how it would play out against two college-age guys who have the same intentions for the same girl their same age. I mean, it it's a story you see play out a million times,
1: maybe a little bit tropish, but... It's a story it's... as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: But I, I think that really worked. Yeah. Like, like the, the, the whole Tad and Alex tension with Maggie, I think really, really works. So session one, Jack's back, she was really much more into Tad. And now after this session, she was much more into Alex. And, and Tad and Alex were competing to be the ones that were visibly helping her. Yes. Yep. I think that was great RP. I mean, when we think about drama and dramatic tension and drama for the audience, you know, a love triangle is a great source of drama. Is the supernatural real or not is a great source of drama. Um, can Can the complete skeptic about the supernatural convince himself that this communion cup is the vessel of god long enough to stop a demon from entering this realm that's dramatic tension there
1: so this isn't fair but i'm going to say this right now yeah i'm changing my score to a nine nice what i've in hindsight i way underscored this up this game really yeah
2: I, i just gotta put it out here is is this campaign like a cw show it could be we got like romance triangle we've got supernatural we got college kids
0: god if we were doing a cw show we would have to use the monster hearts system um no i don't think so mike in in my you know maybe it's becoming that but in my head it's monster squad okay but 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 college age okay that's the way i've been running it but i I guess there are some you know you know what no it's not a cw show you know why why because it's a mini series and not a show that's going to have 12 seasons of the same characters in high school.
1: <laughs> Good point. Good point. That makes sense.
0: All right. Anyway, um, I don't even want to talk about splitting the party now. We have that in the show notes. Hey, we had a moment where we split the party, and I remembered you guys talking about your game at con and how getting the party back together was stupidly hard. So I made it really easy. End so, of story. So,
1: yeah. I. So this is something that we, again, were talking about before the game, and I. Guys, I, I don't mean this in a bad way at all. But in the game, in the way that I'm RPing, I am so focused on Tad that I don't even think about Nathan and Chris's characters. So that's something I need to focus on. You're
0: focused on Tad, his yeah, character? Yes. You're not Alex, your character?
1: Both of us. Okay. Me as Alex is focused on oh, Tad. Oh, because
0: you're rivals. Yes.
1: So in the next game, I need to, in my mind, involve them more in, in my story.
0: I think, I think Nathan's character, Bob actually have that machine that is next. So, it's a great transition. I think Nathan's character, Bob, is very involved. So, Bob plays this character that his. his he's a local hero. He's a local. Yeah. His, his, the edge he chose was local hero. So And he uses that like crazy. He does. To yeah. know people in town, to figure out where things are, to ask me questions out of game about what's going on in town. He uses the heck out of that. And it makes him very integral to it, making these games it, it happen. It
1: does, but my character is focused on his interactions with Tad. Yeah, more than interacting with uh bob or is it joe yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. bob and joe
2: and i think that's fair at this point because i think our characters are kind of aligned to each other's um, um our intentions and our, our desires and our goals and i think hopefully as the game goes along we'll maybe start having more dynamics across all the other characters as we start to shape as characters,
0: we only have eight sessions to go, or sorry, six sessions yeah. to go, eight sessions total. Yeah. Do you really, Brian, want to invest a session in in Bob and Joe?
1: No, no, I'm not. I'm saying that on a go-forward basis, I need to engage and inter- make a more purposeful, uh, intera- set of interactions with them rather than just focus all my time and energy on Tad. Dude, what if you started bullying one of them? Oh! Okay, <laughs> okay let, me look, let, let me look at my character sheet. <laughs> you totally, no. you totally have that in there okay, somewhere. Okay, so I'm arrogant. That, yep. that,
0: by the way, that was a real reaction from Brian. The oh, 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 oh was was true delight that burst forth from him. It might so suggest so <laughs> I, I
1: don't think I can because uh, my hindrances. Uh, I'm arrogant, but I'm also heroic, and I will always help those in need. <sighs> I'm overconfident mm. and stubborn. Okay, but like so, which is I spe- I specifically chose those because I want my character to be arrogant, overconfident, and stubborn. But I also want him to be—I want him to do the right thing in the end. And bullying somebody is not the right thing. What so, if he's
0: bullying them wh- the way the way a paladin might bully a rogue? Yes,
1: that's that's what I was going right to say. Thing. Yep. Oh. Yep. Oh. Oh, that's a, that's
0: an interesting <laughs> thought, Bob. I smelled that 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 wacky weed coming out of your room,
1: <laughs> and then I could like smack him in the back of the head or something. Yes,
2: yes.
0: It could be a very parental form of bullying.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I and I'm never considered unarmed. So, so
0: what's the right thing to do? But so, by the way, this is a great moment for us talking about you know player 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 to player conflict. What's the right thing for us to do before we enact this?
1: So I I want to want to point this out. I created my character so that he would grow up in the 90s and early 2000s to be um like a, a quasi conservative radio talk show host, but more more libertarian than just like conservative Republican. Uh so he's sort of a blowhard. Um oh gosh, if he's a libertarian. He probably he would have an he would he would be okay with like the wacky weed. Like if he was I, was like, just joking I know, but I, I but I know, but I, like I, I like I could actually I could actually see him just coming in and if he thought he smelled it, just bullying hmm. Joe. But But uh, so
0: the right next step is is to gain whoever's permission. Yep. Like let's make sure you're aligned that your character's gonna bully their character before yep. we start.
1: Yep. But yep. does bullying 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 just completely negates consent though?
0: In real life. Yeah. And in the story it will. But in the in in the reality of the session. Yeah. Because I don't want you to step on Chris or Nathan's fun.
2: Right. That's true. They, they kind of need to be on board with it. That's true. So in the
0: story world, yes, you're bullying them and it negates consent. In the real world, where we want Chris and Nathan to keep playing with us...
1: Yeah. So, uh, but no. Yeah, good point.
0: Fair enough. All right. Is there more to say about this game? I think we've said a lot.
1: We've said a lot.
0: I, I love that we've had a fairly positive session because listening to the last several of our shows, I love the honest self-criticism and I love the taking ourselves down a peg or two and not putting ourselves out there as, as I'm this great GM because I'm totes not. But I like having a positive session finally because Ninja Turtles was bad. Um, the uh, the first ETU game was bad. It's good to get a positive one out This was
1: there. a lot of fun. I agree. And to be
0: online and to be remote, like I, w- when I hung up and walked downstairs... One, this was a fast session. Yes. Like two hours and we were done. Yep. And number two, I, I pop my headphones off and I walk downstairs and I know I've had a good session when I feel 10 feet tall. Like I walked downstairs and Tucson's like, how'd it go? And I was like, it was awesome.
1: That's actually not that big a stretch for you though. No.
0: <laughs> I am a tall guy. Not that tall.
1: You're pretty All darn right. tall.
0: <laughs> well, next time we play ETU, we will be, which is just Thursday, by the way. Yeah. We will be using Discord. Which will be interesting, and we will report back on that. Thank you for listening. RPG Lessons Learned. People call them postmortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them Lessons Learned, and we're sharing ours with you.